Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. It's nice to have Wisdom up here. It's her first time playing keys for us tonight. Um, and she's doing a great job. So, yay, Wisdom. <laughs> um, like I said, my name is Pastor Erica. I am Pastor JR's wife. Um, and I have been given the honor of speaking to our youth tonight. Um, it's really awkward for me right now because this is my first time um, up here on the podium uh, while we have been live streaming, and there's no feedback. Like, there's no clapping of hands or um, transitional any, um, anything, so it's, it's kind of awkward for me. I'm just going to disclaimer. So if I seem awkward, that's why. Um, (laughs) But um, so tonight, we are going to continue on the series that Pastor JR has started, uh, God's Plan. So we talked about um, the way, God's plan versus your plan, God's plan for our future. Um, Pastor JR then spoke about seizing the day, carpe diem. And um, our group, we kind of we took that and talked about our daily worship. What does that look like? Um, what does it look like to, how do we seize the day for Christ on a daily basis for ourselves? Um, then Pastor JR spoke last week about money moves, um, talking about your treasure and the importance of money. And is it important? Is it not important? What do you do with that? What do you do with that information? So tonight we are going to talk about um, something that is, quite difficult to talk about. Most teenagers find it awkward to talk about. Most parents find it awkward to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about God's plan for purity. Yes, I said that right. You heard me correctly. God's plan for purity. So we're just going to dive right in. Um, We're going to talk about uh, what does the culture say about purity and what does the Bible say about purity? We're going to combat those two. Those two things are going to go dukes up for it. Um, so we're going to start off first with what the culture says. The culture, for one, says you should be able to explore your sexual desires freely. Now, as Christians, we know that that is not necessarily the case, but we, I digress, and that's what the culture says. It says pornography is okay. That is also not correct, but that is what the culture says. It also says I can sleep with whomever, whenever. It's just a body. Who cares what you do with it? Well, I'm here to tell you that God cares what you do, what you do with your body. God does, in fact, care. Why? Because like we heard in the last song, that he will go, he cares so much for us that he will go chasing after the one to bring them back into the fold. So we will talk about what the Bible says about that. So the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, in 16, it says, be holy because I am holy. Now, we look at that word holy and we're like, okay, well, Erica, what does holy mean? Well, holy means to be dedicated or consecrated to God. Sacred. It means to be sacred. Now, if I'm dedicated and consecrated to God, that means I'm dedicating my whole life to Christ, not just pieces of my life, not just the parts that, you know, I want to give to him 
or, you know, the parts that I'm like, well, I don't mind sharing this bit, God. Like, you know, I'll talk to you about my problems with, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, a reels lately that's just like, God, give me a man. Show me a man, God. Not that one. Not that one over there. But God, give, bring me a man. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our relationships with God. We'll be like, God, you know, I have dreams and I have visions to be a billionaire. I want all the money. I want all the things. I want a black-on-black Jeep with black rims and black interior. It's got to be leather, God. That's what I want. But I won't talk to you about sex, God. I, I won't talk to you about my pornography issue. I won't talk to you about the things that the things that have uh, that have to deal with my heart, God. I, I don't I don't want you to see that. So I'm just gonna you know, let's turn this way. Let's redirect over here and say, you know what? This right here, this stack of things we can deal with, and this over here, you know, we're not we're not gonna talk about that. We're not we're just gonna leave that alone. It'll it'll deal with itself. It'll work itself out. That's not holiness, guys. Holiness is consecrating and dedicating your entire everything to Christ. So the next thing is just because you can do something does not mean that you should. First Corinthians 6, 12 and 13 says, I have to, oh, I, I, it's hard to see. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything but I will not be mastered by anything. You say food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord, the body. Can you leave that there for me, please? Thanks. Just because you can do something, I can go and do whatever I want to do because I'm an adult. I can do what I, well, I, can do what I want. I can go spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on, on stuff and go home and be like, well, my kids don't have food to eat. That sucks because I did everything I wanted to do. Why didn't they do their part? They're, they're kids. They're kids. God knows what's best for me. God knows. God is the parent in this situation. God says that you can do whatever. You have the freedom of choice. However, all things that you can do, you should not do. Because that's not what being holy is, right? The next thing the Bible says is your body is a temple. In 1 Corinthians 6, 18 and 20, it says flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Guys, it sounds crazy to say, but you were bought at a price. That means, just like in the song, God cares enough about you to have purchased you. He has literally died on the cross for your sake, on, for your sins, for your sake. He bought you with his own life. And if God is a God who will give his only begotten son 
to therefore die for your sins, who are we to say that our bodies are our own? If Jesus Christ's body did not belong to him because it belonged to God, then who are we to say that our bodies belong to us? We are a temple. Our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit. So, that's what the Bible says, guys. So, now that seems like a lot, and it seems real uh, spiritual. I said some spiritual things about being holy. I talked about Jesus on the cross. Um, now, you, now you might be looking at me like, okay, what does this have to do with purity? So, how can I be pure in this world, like right now? Like, that's, that was a long time ago. And, you know, maybe they understood what all that meant and how that connected to purity. But how can, how can I be pure? So if your goal is to honor God in all that you do, then you will live a life with him in mind. So if the Bible says to be holy because I am holy and I can't do everything just because I can do everything and that my body is a temple, I want to honor God. So all those things mean I need to honor God. But how do I honor God or how, what does it mean to honor God and what does it mean to live a life with him in mind? How do I do that? Well, Romans chapter 12, verse one says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper, proper worship. Now, that's more big words, Erica. I don't know what those mean. Let's talk about this. So how do I offer my life as a living sacrifice unto God? Well, when we talk about being a sacrifice, we talk about, so the, the, the backstory of sacrificing is, you know, when we did, when the Israelites would do something that was sinful, they would have to go and trek to the temple with a sacrifice. A sacrifice had to be, um, for example, a sacrifice could be a, sh a lamb, not a sheep, but a lamb. It had to be a lamb and it had to be the best of the best lamb, which means that it couldn't have any spots on it. It couldn't have any blemishes on it. You couldn't get the lamb with the broken leg because you're like, well, we can't eat that, so we gotta, you know, let's might as well just give that to God. We can't, it can't be anything with, it can't be anything with blemish. So that means it has to be the whitest lamb you have, the, the purest lamb in the flock. The purest lamb is, is usually, obviously, not a sheep. It has no spots, it has no blemishes, it's not lame. Lame meaning it's not broken, it has no broken bones. It don't, got, it don't walk with the limp. So how are we to be living sacrifices? So they would take that lamb and they would t take it to the temple and they would slaughter it outside the temple and they would, um, and that would be their atonement for their sin, right? Now, as people, we're, we're not, I'm not saying, oh, Erica, I'm not saying, oh, Judah, go, go to the church and, you know, we're going uh, to give you up as a sacrifice. No, we're not saying that. 
What we are saying, though, is that a living sacrifice, you sacrifice with your life, with how you live your life. So when, I, when I'm living my life, I'm thinking this is an old phrase, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus like me to do this? I consider Jesus in my thoughts. I consider God in my thoughts. I consider God in my speech, in, in the things that I watch, in the, in the places I go. I consider him and say, would this be pleasing to God? And like I said, you can't just sacrifice bits and pieces of your life. Bits and, you can't be like, well, you know, God, I, God said that um, I'll honor God when I think about this. Uh, when I think about going to church, but you know, I did say, or I did see that like cute boy over there, and I think I think I really like him, and I'm thinking about doing things with him, and that's not honoring God. That's not honoring God. That's called lustful thoughts, and we have to bring that back in and say, Lord, I rebuke that thought. Help me, help me, and help my heart deal with deal with that thought. Okay, and I'm I'm specifically talking to ladies right now about I use that example specifically because oftentimes we say we speak to the men and we t- we go men when you have set your eyes on a woman and it's easy to say that um, to a guy because that's what guys do they they look at girls all day and they you know sometimes they lust after them that's just that's a thing and they you have to constantly rein that in. And we, we, as pastors and as leaders, we constantly talk about men and men's eyes and men's impurities. And, but women have those same things. Women have those same thoughts is what I'm saying. Um, women, young women, older women, we, we do lust after, after men as well. And the thing is, is that we have to bring those thoughts in line with God, with God's word. So um, bringing this back in, Romans 12 and 1, it talked about um, being a living sacrifice unto God. So I want to give you guys some, some practical tools so that you can honor God in your life, okay? This is just some practical stuff. It's going to be quick. We're not going to be here for very long, obviously. Um, Proverbs 4, 23 and 7 says this. Above all else, guard your heart like I like we had talked about, guard your heart, bringing your heart in line with what God says, keeping that under lock and key, saying, for everything you do flows from your heart. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Can you go back to the the first slide? Thank you. So above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And then it follows with, so we guard our heart and everything else falls in line with what your heart is doing. Your, your, it says your, um, your mouth, it says your eyes, and your thoughts, guys, your eyes, your mouth, and your thoughts. Sorry, I'm trying to read the backboard. So 
First things first is we need to honor God with our eyes. Watch what you're watching. So whether that is pornography, you know you're not supposed to be watching that. We know we're not supposed to be watching uh, anything that's on TV that has, uh, that's over, it's hypersexual, right? If you have to close your eyes on every scene, you probably shouldn't be watching it, right? If, if, if you're watching something and your parents walk by, you're like, turn it off, you probably shouldn't be watching it. Those things will get into your heart, guys, ladies. Sorry, I say guys a lot. We need to watch and honor God with our mouth. Watch what you're saying. If you aren't speaking life, don't say it. One of the things that uh, I've heard often lately is, she belongs to the streets. Now, obviously, I've heard, I've heard young men say, say that phrase. And they're laughing and giggling about it. But that is one of the most disrespectful sayings I have ever heard in, in recent times. Is she belongs to the streets because someone hurts your feelings. Now you're condemning someone else. You're not speaking life. You're speaking of a child of God. You're speaking of a young lady of God as though she is not. And you are saying that she is likened unto a streetwalker a prostitute, that is not speaking life about anyone. So we need to watch what we're saying. If we're not speaking life, then we don't say it. We need to honor God, and I have here with our ears. Watch what you're listening to. One of the, one of the biggest convictions for me when I was a teenager was Listening to, to hip-hop music, and I'm saying hip-hop, not all hip-hop is bad. Don't give me, don't give me, I'm bringing, don't, don't at me on this, okay, guys? So, not all hip-hop is bad. What I'm saying is, I've, I used to listen to music that would be degrading to women, be degrading to young men, and wonder why my thoughts went that way. Well, I'm a young woman, so, you know, this song said I should do this, so I'm going to do this. Or, you know, this song said uh, that I need to be in this place. I should be at a club or at a party or something, and I should be shaking it and all this stuff. And that's not what the Bible tells me to do as a young lady. So I have to watch what I'm listening to on a regular basis because what I listen to, I do, right? And you also have to watch with your ears is what someone has said to you or said about you. Oftentimes, especially as young women, we get, we've, we've heard negative things, right? As far as, you know, it could be anything. Oh, she's, a, she's, she's too skinny or she has a big whatever. And... That is not who we are. We are not what our outside looks like. We are what the Bible says. We are a daughter of the Most High God, thus an heir to the throne. So that makes you princesses and princes. Princes, young men. 
I can come as I can come and, and say these things and, and speak to the young ladies because I am a I am a woman. I've been there. And I, I will tell you that if you are constantly uh, combating those things that that are being said about you with positive things, things that God has said about you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are worth more than rubies, that you are to be respected. Right. The Bible says that men should love their wives as Christ loves the church. That does not mean that that they should berate you and you should be walked on. I, I really need to, I really want you to hear that part, guys, is that you guys are worth more than rubies. That's a lot. So I'm going to close out with this, guys. Real purity comes as a, comes at, comes as a result of being or believing that the Lord Jesus died in your place to ransom you from impurity. Pure living increases as you work together with the Holy Spirit to live as a redeemed child of God. If you are choosing to accept this tonight, can we throw up that tag up there? Can you text, we're asking that you text ELEVATE to 94000. We would love to rejoice with you, pray with you, and get you connected with the body of Christ because we cannot walk this walk alone. The Bible calls us to be pure and to be holy as God is holy. And if our goal is to honor God, then we will choose to live a life with him in mind. So let's pray. Lord, we ask that you uh, come into our hearts tonight, God. We pray that anyone who accepted Jesus Christ tonight will be brave enough to, to text the number and just let us know so that we can pray with them, so that we can rejoice with them, so that we can grab them and bring them into the fold. Lord, we ask that any impure thoughts that we have, that they, we begin to, we, we tame those thoughts, God and that they fall in line with who you've called us to be. Lord, we ask that we don't hide ourselves from you, that we don't, we don't give you pieces of us so that you can only work on uh, the parts that we want you to work on, God, but we open the door. We open the door in the closet, God, and let the skeletons fall out so that you can work and do a good work in our hearts. We thank you for bringing us here tonight, God. Thank you for allowing us and giving us the freedom to speak the word. We ask that you uh, give us traveling mercies on our way home and that wherever we are, whether we're at our homes, in our rooms, listening on our phones or on our computers or in our, in our family rooms, that you meet us where we're at. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.